0: So what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com.
1: From Hollywood, it's time
2: now for... Johnny Dollar. I love you. Hello? I said I love you. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, pleases me fine. Uh, now, why don't you and I get together oh, and we'll be able. That to... would be nice. Well, just name the time and the place, and. Uh... Hey, wait a minute. Who are you?
3: Carmela Hocares, Johnny.
2: Oh, well, uh, let's get down to earth. Carmela. Yes, Johnny. Well, I. Uh... Well, usually when my phone rings this way on a Sunday night, well. Oh, it... I
3: know. You expect some dull insurance agent to be calling you. Yeah. With a dull insurance matter for you to worry about, no?
2: Yeah, that's usually the case.
3: But this one does not need to be dull.
2: You mean you have an insurance problem on your mind? Of
3: course. So maybe you will help me?
2: Well, just name the company, any company, and I'm on my way.
3: The Universal Adjustment Bureau would be interested. So
2: who cares if they're interested? Come on, Carmela, get to the point, huh?
3: Come see me, Johnny. Tell your friend Pat McCracken at the Universal.
2: Yeah, sure. Tell him what?
3: That I called you. Will you, Johnny?
2: Are you kidding?
3: Goodbye.
2: Yeah, well, where can I... Hello? Hello? Uh, huh?
1: Bob Bailey in the exciting adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account. America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Now that the holiday season is with us, there are three different reasons why you should have several packages of Chef Boyardee Pizza Pie Mix handy in the house. The reasons are friends who drop in for lunch, friends who drop in for supper, and friends who come over just to say hello. Because pizza is perfect to serve friends and family any time of the day. And when you use Chef Boyardee Pizza Pie Mix, it's so easy. You see, everything you need is right there in the one Chef Boyardee pizza package that you keep on your cupboard shelf. Needs no refrigeration. You get the flour that turns into crispy, golden crust. Chef's own pizza sauce, made according to the very same recipe Chef Boyardee brought with him from Italy. And even mellow Italian-style cheese, already grated to become a delicious, bubbling topping. Serve everybody pizza this holiday season. They'll love it. And you'll find pizza is so easy to make. When you use Chef Boyardee Pizza Pie Mix, get several packages. And now, act one of yours truly, Johnny Dollar.
2: <laughs> Expense accounts submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to the Home Office, Universal Adjustment Bureau, Hartford, Connecticut. Following is an account of expenses incurred during my investigation of the Latin Lovely matter. Expense account items 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. 50 cents for phone calls early Monday morning, trying to reach Pat McCracken. Item 6, a dollar, taxi fare to the offices of Universal Adjustment.
4: Oh, hi, Johnny. Top of the morning to you. Yeah,
2: where the Sam Hill have you been all morning, Pat?
4: (laughs) Oh, morning. You kidding? Look, the clock on this desk says exactly 9 02. For me, that's the crack of dawn. Now, oh, what's bothering you? Carmela. Oh, oh, oh. Carmela Carres. Yeah, only it's Carres. Oh, well. Might have known she'd call you direct. I should have warned you, Johnny. You know her, Pat? She's threatened to come down here and camp on my doorstep any minute. <laughs> oh, can you think of a nicer ornament to have around? If she's anything like she sounds on the oh, phone. Oh, she is, she is, Johnny, yeah. That's why I should have suggested that Special Investigator Martha Mayberry Balderdale help her. Balderdale? Uh-huh. Now, how could an old battleaxe like her know how to deal with a young, charming, beautiful... Uh, uh dancer like Carmilla? Dancer, is that what she is? Yes, right? yes. Not very good, oh. but she's just as beautiful and seductive and... Uh, No. No, no, maybe I'd I'd better stick old Lady Baldayla.
2: All right, Pat, quit the kidding and tell me what it's all about.
4: Who's kidding? Where do I find Carmela, her address? Now, you see, you're already emotionally involved with her. You haven't even met her. Emotionally, involved? Client relationship in our business should be entirely objective, Johnny. How can I possibly expect you to look at Carmela's insurance problem with an unbiased mind? Oh, Pat, All she'd have to do is bat those lovely big brown eyes at you a couple of times. Look, look, will you stop baiting me and tell me what this is all about? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I got involved with this little Latin lovely as a favor to the company that issued her the policy, Surety Mutual and Trust. What kind of a policy? Retirement. Pays her fifty thousand when she's forty-five. Meantime, if she dies, her beneficiary gets the fifty grand. So what's the matter with it? Ah, well, like I told you, Johnny, she's a dancer. Nightclubs. Always has a partner. Some good young kid who can make up for her shortcomings. Only a different partner every month or so. Well, what's that have to do with her insurance? Well, she has the company name her partner as beneficiary. Oh, I see. And if she keeps changing her policy... Right. And by now it has so many riders attached to it, the company's running out of filing space. And what's more important, the cost of servicing this one lousy policy and the time that's been wasted on it... And the last time... Well, she's been so insistent, you'd think she was planning to die tomorrow. Well, maybe she is. Why doesn't the company just stall on making some of these changes? Well, they've tried that. So what happened? She's on the phone every day, two or three times a day. Nobody has any peace. That's why they finally turned to me in desperation. And you said you'd have me talk to her. I did not. She asked for you. Why? How'd she even know about me? Oh, newspapers, some of the radio programs about the cases you've handled. Johnny, you're her idol. You're her dream boy. Oh, eh? yeah, sure. But what to do about this? Well, you get her to settle with one beneficiary. Get her married, something like that, so her policy will stay set for a while. Yeah. Married, even if you have to. Oh, yeah. You? Huh? Yeah? Oh, no, you don't. Not oh, me. No, no, no. It's a great idea. Johnny, her address is 624 East 47th Street, New York. Now, you look, Johnny. Just Pat... remember one thing Universal Adjustment Bureau will not pay for your defense in a breach of promise suit, John. It's all the way or nothing. Oh, yeah, sure. Call me up sometime when you have a case for me.
2: Sucker. Me, that is. Because of item 7, 1940, plane fare and incidentals to New York City, taxi from the airport to 624 East 47th Street, a nice modern apartment building complete with a uniformed doorman.
5: Miss O'Karras?
2: That's right.
5: Can I have your name, sir? Johnny Dollar. Oh,
2: Yes, of course. So, if you'll just give me her apartment number... And may I see your credentials, please? My then? Creden- oh, sure, why not? Here, take a good look.
5: Oh, well, seems all right. Thank you, sir. Now, look, she's expecting me. I know, sir.
2: Then what's all this fuss about? Hey,
5: will you sit in the lobby, please? Oh, sure.
2: Now, what's the number of her apartment?
5: Uh, one moment, please,
2: She is in, isn't she?
5: Yes, sir, she is. I don't understand not answering the house phone, though.
2: You are certain that she's in?
5: Absolutely, sir. Why? She doesn't answer. Where's I... her apartment? It's number seven up the stairs. Come on, show me the way. Yes, sir. She only came in a few minutes ago. And nobody else has called on her? No, sir.
2: Were all those precautions of yours on her orders?
5: Yes, sir. She seemed to be fearful of something lately. Fearful? All right, right here, sir, number seven. funny. Miss Ocades! Miss Ocardes, Carmela! Listen. Now uh, what? That sound inside. Well, there must be somebody you in You got it. a passkey? Well, yes, sir. On Come it. on, give it to me quick. But unless you have some authority, Mr. Dollar. I have all right? I need. Carmela. Mr. Dollar. She's been killed. Oh, no, no.
2: Well, she's alive, all right. But that's about all.
1: Act Two of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, in a moment.
3: There is a difference.
4: A great big difference in Vic's medicated cough drops. There is a difference. A great big difference can relieve with every single drop.
1: Yes, there is a big difference in Vic's medicated cough drops. The medication makes the difference. Only Vicks Cough Drops are medicated with the exclusive throat soothing ingredients of Vicks Vaporub. Two delicious flavors, Vicks Regular and New Wild Cherry. Next time your throat feels raw and irritated from coughs due to colds, remember... There is a difference, a great big
5: difference
4: in Vicks, medicated cough drops. The
0: medication makes the difference. Yes,
4: the medication makes the difference.
1: And for a stuffy nose, just one whiff with a Vicks Inhaler. And that miserable feeling of a stuffy nose goes in seconds. Use it anywhere, anytime. Vicks Inhaler. And now, act two of yours truly, Johnny Dollar and the
2: Latin Lovely Matter. Carmela Hocares, beautiful Latin American dancer who kept changing the beneficiary of her insurance policy to the point where the company was going crazy. Who demanded another change, this time almost desperately. We'd found her unconscious on the floor of her apartment. Bill, the doorman, discovered how her assailant had got in.
5: through the service entrance into the kitchen, Said Dollar. He must have run away when he heard us at the door.
2: Any brandy, anything like that around here, Bill? Yeah,
5: there's a little bar there in the corner. Okay, I see it.
2: Do you know a doctor you can
5: call? I have a list on my desk in the lobby. Well, then go on down and call him. Uh, isn't this a matter for the police? Sir? I'll
2: worry about that. You get a doctor up here. Yes, sir. Carmela. Come oh. Camilla. Camilla. here. See if you can drink this. Well, oh, Johnny. That's right. Come on now, drink this. That's good. Uh, A little more now. Come on.
3: Oh, no. <coughs> no. I'm all right now. Help me to the sofa. Yeah,
2: sure. Here now. Uh, here you know. There Hi, how's that?
3: Oh, thank you, Johnny darling. Are you
2: badly hurt? What happened? struck me. Who?
3: He knocked on the back door. I thought it was Billy to deliver something. So I opened the door and he struck me before I could... Oh, Johnny. It was terrible.
2: Well, who was he? Do you know?
3: No, darling. I'm still so afraid. Hold me, please. In your arms.
2: Carmela, do you know who it was?
3: No. It was then he heard you and Billy at the front door. And you have
2: no idea who it could have been?
3: Well, he was short and dark and... Be- Johnny. Yeah? The man who has been calling me, first from Mexico and then from here in New York, threatening me. Well, who? I do not know, darling.
2: <sighs> threatening about what?
3: You have done it once too many, he would say. Now you will be sorry. And he would hang up.
2: Done what once too many or too often or whatever he meant?
3: I do not know, Johnny.
2: <sighs> well, I know darn well the insurance company would never carry things this far.
3: The insurance... Johnny. Johnny, you can't do it for me, can't you, darling? Do what? I only ask them to make a little change, but all they do is delay, delay. Oh, now
2: look, we have more important things to think about now.
3: More important than the insurance? Oh, you do not understand. Please, my sweetheart,
2: how can I work unless Armando is...
5: First we find out who attacked you and why.
3: (gasps) Oh, Billy, darling.
5: The doctor says he'll be here in 15 to 20 minutes. No.
3: Not the doctor. I, I love you, Billy, but you're a nice boy, but, but not the doctor. Why not? Because, because I am all right now.
2: You're sure about that, Carmela?
3: Oh, yes. Yes, I am all right. You
2: know, you recovered pretty fast. No marks on you.
3: What do you mean?
2: I wonder just how much of a beating you really took. Johnny, my darling, my love.
3: Surely you do not think Oh, no, that... I'm not
2: sure what I think. Okay, Billy... Call off the doctor until I can find out what's what. Oh, thank you, my sweet. You do care about me. I love you. Oh, yeah, sure. And, Billy Boy, you stay here until I get back.
5: Yes, sir.
3: My Juanito. Where are you going?
2: You know something, Carmela? I wish I knew. (laughs) I know where I was going, all right, to 18th Precinct Police Headquarters and my old friend Randy Singer. If anybody could get me a rundown on Carmela and any of her contacts, he could. If Carmela's attacker left any fingerprints, his boys would find them. Cutting through the alley beside the apartment building, headquarters would only be a couple of blocks away. But all that alley was a mistake. I didn't see the man step out of the doorway behind me. But I did feel that old familiar poke in the small of my back. No, keep walking, senor the next doorway all right now look if you'll take that gun out of my back walk what is this a hold of
6: now in here well i am federico senor dollar only for you so what i could hear you from the back stairway of her apartment so you would help her eh camilla maybe no you will not because i will kill you first <laughs>
1: Act three of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, in a moment.
4: Smoke Kent, smoke Kent, smoke Kent with the Micronite Filter. Remember this, Kent Filter's best of all the leading filter cigarettes. So get the mild Kent cigarette, smoke Kent with the Micronite Filter. Remember this, Kent Filters best of all the leading filter cigarettes So get the mild Kent
6: cigarette
4: Smoke Kent Smoke Kent Smoke Kent What a wonderful feeling Smoke
1: Kent And now, act three of yours truly, Johnny Dollar And the Latin lovely matter
6: kill you. Do you mind telling me why? I will kill you before I let you help that woman ruin my son. Your son? You are from the company for the insurance, are you not? Yeah, that's right. To make her the change in the policy, to change what you call the, the, the benefit, the... Um... The beneficiary, yes. That's what she's asked for. But I will not let you. Well, I haven't said I... Oh, look, put away that gun, will you? No. Okay, Chief. What? But well, be careful. This man is armed. What are you calling? The policy
5: Just a your attention.
6: <laughs> no! Give me that gun. No, no, I...
2: All right, now we're on even terms. Just who are you and what's this all about?
6: I'm, I'm Federico Gomez, the father of Armando. And who's Armando? Armando, my son. He would be the next fly in the web of the spider. The what? That woman, Carmela, Hocares. It is my boy, my fine son, that she would make her victim like all the others. Like all what others? Look, Mr. Gomez. He is a dancer, my son. A fine dancer, the toast of all Mexico. And she would do with him what she did with the rest. Charm them, make love to them, bring them here to this city to dance with her. Unless I stop her. Well, I fail to see anything particularly... And like the others, my son would fall in love with her with all his heart, with all his soul, with all his mind. Yeah, I'm sure, and but... And she... Oh, of course, she would prove her love for him with all the big insurance benefit. You mean that naming those lads in her insurance policy... Oh, now wait a minute. You do not know what 50,000 of your American dollars can mean to a young man, fresh in his, uh, what do you call, career. Mr. Gomez. Is it not true? Well, yeah, it's a lot of dough to hold him in front of a young fellow, but there's a big difference between that much cash and just a promise of insurance money. The eyes of a young man are easily blinded by this beautiful woman, amigo. She has blinded so many. They have danced with her and given her their money because they loved her. All right. But when she got their money, she was through with it. When they begged her to marry them, she spit on them. She turned them out. Pedro Fernandez, you know of him? No, I'm afraid I don't. Because of this woman, he killed himself. So it was with Jimenez, the son of my friend. But she will not do this to my son. And you honestly think the mere fact of a big insurance policy? Was it not true with Jimenez, with Pedro, with Angel, with with all the rest? These were young men, amigo, like my son. Unwise to the world, unwise to a woman like this. Suicide? I will do anything to keep her from using that insurance to ruin my son. Senor.
2: Uh, the more I live in this world, the more amazed I am at some of the things that happen in it. Things that are implausible, impossible, but that sometimes do happen. I can only beg of you. Humbly. All right. Look, Mr. Gomez, I'm keeping this gun. By right, so I ought to have you locked up for poking into my back for your attack on Camila... But I... Where
6: are you staying? At the Hotel de Glen
2: Arms. I want you to go back there. Stay there until you hear from me. You will help me, senor. If you'll do as I say.
6: Gracias, senor. Gracias.
2: The scene with Carmela back in her apartment was not a pretty one. She not only admitted to having used the insurance, among other things, to further her shaky career at the expense of those young and better dancers but was quite proud of the broken hearts and broken minds she may have left behind. Until I tore into her, and believe me, I did.
3: Murder? Oh, no, Juanito.
2: Now you look, no. if you didn't murder those two young kids, well, you might as well have plunged in the knife yourself. I don't know, I don't know what laws, what legal action may be dragged in to make you pay for what you've done, but there are moral laws, too, laws of decency. But I did I'll not, tell you this, no. Carmela, that from now on, the police of this town and of anywhere else you may go, believe me, they'll be gunning for you. And if anything like this ever happens again... No, Johnny. Johnny, please. You must believe me.
3: I did not think. I was thinking only about myself. I did not realize... Well, it's
2: high time you did. Your insurance? Oh, baby, that's going to be canceled. Unless you can think of someone far away from your career to leave your money to. Someone you can't hurt. Oh, Johnny. I promised. Don't you see?
3: Never before has anyone made me realize what I was doing. I have only had to think of myself.
2: By the time I left her, she was sobbing her heart out, promising that she'd spend the rest of her life making up for the things she'd done. And who knows? Maybe... Well, who knows? Expense account total, including incidentals and transportation back to Hartford. Uh, Johnny Dollar. Pat McCracken, Johnny. Oh, hi, Pat. Well, I just got around to finishing up my report and expense account on that Carmela Hocades thing you last week. You can just
4: weekend. forget the expense account part of it. I like a what? So for the life of me, I don't know how you did it.
2: What are you talking about?
4: The company just sent me a copy of the rider, Johnny, the last and final rider on her policy. Oh? Naming the new beneficiary, and absolutely, irrevocably, can never be changed again.
2: Whom did she name, Pat? Some old childhood... Are and... you
4: kidding? You! What? <laughs> Slide dog. Hello. Hello. Well, I'll be.
2: Yours truly, Juanito Peso.
1: Our star will return in just a moment. Meet movie star Dorothy Lamour.
4: Actresses can't perform with a rotten cold, so I take 4-Way, the fastest way to stop terrible cold distress and feel better quick.
1: Right. Of all leading cold tablets tested, 4-Way's the fastest acting brand. In minutes, amazing 4-Way starts to relieve aches, pains, headache,
4: reduce fever, calm, upset stomach, overcome irregularity. When you catch cold, remember my advice. Take 4-Way, fastest way to stop these awful cold miseries. 4-Way, 29 cents.
1: Now let me tell you about another fine product of Grove Laboratories. Imagine a shampoo so effective it gets rid of embarrassing dandruff with one lathering, but won't dry hair, won't split ends, won't leave a medicinal odor. It's wonderful new Fitch Dandruff Remover Shampoo. One lathering with Fitch removes dandruff, can brighten hair up to 35% too, without harsh medication. Only Fitch guarantees to do all this with one safe, easy lathering or money back. Contains no strong medication, so it's gentle enough for every shampoo. And then dandruff need never be a problem again. Fitch Dandruff Remover Shampoo, only 59 cents.
2: Now here is our star to tell you about next week's story. Next week, some priceless jewelry, a beautiful girl... And believe me, they add up to trouble. Join us, won't you? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar.
0: This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stot, Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
7: From Hollywood, it's time now for...
2: Johnny Dollar. This is Harry Branson, John. Hi, Harry. Philadelphia Mutual Liability and Casualty Insurance Company. I said hi, how are you? Oh, oh, yes. Well, I'm fine, thank you. But that's beside the point. John, this thing has me terribly upset. Comes the day you aren't upset over something, Harry. It'll be a miracle. What's it all about? Can you come down here to Philadelphia right away? Don't see why not, but now what Believe seems to be... Me, if you can clear up this matter, I shall be eternally grateful. $985,000. Wow. For what, Harry? Of course, anyone, any criminal, that is, could be suspect in the theft. Theft of what? But the murder, it doesn't make sense. What does it? What do you think, John? What do I think? Look, Harry, you haven't yet what given me. What possible any... reason could there have been for firing the shot that... <laughs> How about the butler? What, the, the butler? Of course, I never thought of that. I, John, what butler? Oh, I'll be down to see you, Harry. Goodbye. Wait, wait. You mean you know something about this case that the police and I don't know? I don't know anything about it yet. I'll be down to see you. But in that case... Goodbye, Harry. But in that case, John, if you don't know anything about it, what leads you to suspect the butler? And what butler... <laughs> John, you have me all confused. Then that makes us even. Bye. But, John. So, help me. If it weren't for the big fat expense account I can foist on Harry Branson. Well, here we go again.
7: Bob Bailey in the exciting adventures of the man with the action packed expense account. America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. And now, act one of yours truly, Johnny Dollar.
2: Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to the Philadelphia Mutual Liability and Casualty Insurance Company, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Following is an account of expenses incurred during my investigation of the ingenuous jeweler matter. Expense account item 1, $32.70 Train fare and incidentals, Hartford, Connecticut To Philadelphia, A cab to Harry Branson's office On Walnut Street I found him sitting at his desk, his head in his hands Oh, John, I'm glad you've come. Yeah, well, how's your good health, Harry? Uh, no, My health? Wait, oh, I as didn't... a matter of fact, it's fine. Although I did have a touch of laryngitis last week. I could hardly speak about it. John, why do you always try to take my mind away from matters at hand? I simply ask you. Particularly something as important as this. All right. As what? The Beaufort collection, of course. Beaufort? Oh, yeah. Seems to me I've heard about that. Jewelry? One of the most important small collections in the world. Why, when his grace, the Duke de Beaufort lost them to the Germans back during the First World yeah, War. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. But now let's get to the point. They've been stolen. And we'd insured them for nearly a million dollars. Stolen from where? The jeweler who owned them, J. Harold Whipsett. Oh, hey, I've heard of him, too. Isn't he the fellow who was tagged by the Customs Department a few years ago for trying to smuggle in a Yes, stuff? yes, the same one. But his reputation since that incident has been quite all right, completely unsullied. Oh, I must admit that I had some misgivings about issuing a policy to a man with his past record. But since he's in the clear again, and uh, considering the premiums involved... A- and, John, I had a long discussion with a psychiatrist about the man, about what would motivate Look, him to... Look, Harry, before you go rattling off on another tack... Wh- John, I resent that. Look, you said something about murder at the time of the theft. But, oh, oh, yes. So far, however, it's only attempted murder, you see. Of this man, what's it? His secretary, Miss Winkle. Winkle? Perry Winkle. Per- oh, now, wait. Is that some kind of a gang? It certainly is not. At first, when they arrived, the police thought she was dead. Well, where did all this happen? At the Whipset office. It's on Chestnut Street. When did it happen? Just last night. Oh, dear, $985,000. And maybe a human life. Well, yes, of course. Now, tell me all you know about it, Harry. Well, the Beaufort collection contains several diamond and emerald brooches that date back to, uh, Let me see. Forget Uh, the dates. What I want to know is... No, the fact that all the stones were rather small and of conventional cut means that once they're remounted, no one could ever identify them. Well, what's that got to do with the date of the collection? Well, as I started to say... Oh, let's go over to the Whipset's office. Oh, very well. Now, as I started to say, the date of the Duke de Beaufort's acquisition of these jewels... Uh, you say this Perry Winkle was badly hurt. How? She was shot by the robber. Now, as I started to say, the date at which the Duke de Beaufort... Tell me this. Was Whipson himself shot or shot at? No, and I'm sure he'll tell you all about that when you see him at his office. He's certain to be in this morning. As I started to say, John... John, going down, gentlemen. Yeah, thanks. Come on, Harry. Step in, please. Harry! As I started to say, John? John? (laughs) Whether I wanted or not, during the nine-block taxi ride up Chestnut Street, I got the whole history of the Duke de Beaufort's jewels, from the time of the French Revolution to the present. That cab by the way is item two, a dollar even. What I did want to know was more about J. Harold Whipson. After all, a man who'd once attempted fraud against U.S. Customs. Anyhow, we finally reached his office in the Prosser Building. Present was Police Lieutenant Bart Stanley, with whom I'd worked a case two years ago. Uh, Glad to see you, Johnny. Yeah, same here, Bart. What do you make of it? So far, Blanco. Is Whipset here? One of the boys took him down for some coffee. He needs it after what happened to him last night. The Beaufort jewels, huh? Yeah. Yes, I told Mr. Dollar all about them, Lieutenant. How the robber took nothing else. How the jewels themselves came into being. Harry, we've got work to do here. Well, I... After all... Now, look, Bart, this man whips it. His reputation in the past... I know exactly what you're going to say. I might have thought the same thing, Johnny, if I hadn't seen exactly what happened. Tell me what did happen.
7: Lieutenant, you look very tired.
2: Yes, Mr. Branson, I am. After all, having been up all night on this thing, suppose I bring Mr. Dollar up to date. Well, sure. Oh, no, you don't. I want to find out now, not next week. John... Go ahead, Bart. Well, Whipsett and his secretary, Perry Winkle... Isn't that a name? Yeah, sure is. Where is she, by the way? Jefferson Hospital. Anyhow, they were here very late last night working on the books. Came a knock on the door. Whipsit opened it. This man barged in with a gun and demanded the Beaufort collection. And? Well, Whipsit argued with him. Finally gave in when the guy threatened to shoot him. But Miss Winkle made a dash for the door. The intruder let her have it. Held the gun on Whipsit. Tore out the telephone line. Then locked him in and disappeared. And? That's it. Wait a minute. How could he lock Whipset in his own office? This lock opens from the inside. Mm -hmm. With this, Johnny. What? This little rubber doorstop? That's right. But I don't see... I'll tell you how he did it. And why this little rubber wedge is absolute proof that Whipsit couldn't possibly have rigged this whole deal.
7: two of yours truly Johnny Dollar in a moment. For a long time, people... And now, act two of yours truly Johnny Dollar and the ingenuous jeweler matter.
2: Look here, Johnny. This door. What about it, Bart? Well, this is a real old building. All the office doors open outward into the corridors. See? So? All right. After the robber made Mr. Whipsit hand over the jewelry, he shot the secretary, Miss Winkle. Then he yanked out the telephone, beat it, and slammed the door on Whipsit. But you said locked him in, and I don't see how. Look, with this little rubber wedge, door opens outward, right? Don't you see, John? Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Sure, of course I see, Bart. Sure. He simply jammed the doorstop under the edge of the door from the outside. sure. So the harder Whipset pushed against the door, the tighter it jammed. The telephone knocked out. All he could do was bang on the door and holler and holler out the window. That's what tipped you off? Uh, The policeman on the beat down on Chestnut Street heard the shot and then the yelling. By a stroke of luck, I pulled up in a prowl car just about then. I see. We came tearing up here and found out how somebody locked Whipsett in his own office. Whoever did it, Johnny, must have cased the joint to know about the doors opening outward. Yeah, Makes any suspicion of whipson himself? Wow. Yeah, yeah. It makes it look a little silly. Anyhow, he was pretty much beside himself. More upset over the girl lying there with a slug in her than he was over losing the collection. Any idea what kind of a gun was used on her? The hospital sent the bullet over to the lab. It was a thirty-eight special, and she was in pretty bad shape. Huh? Well, we thought at first she was dead. So did Whipsit. Could he give you a description of the uh, the assailant? Yeah, but it's not much help. Could apply to half a million men in this big city. What about fingerprints? None. Guy wore gloves. Has the girl been able to tell you anything at all? She was unconscious, Johnny. Has been ever since. I'm afraid it's going to be curtains for her. Oh, too bad. She's over at Jefferson, you say? Yeah, but there's no point in going over there. Even if she came to for only a couple of minutes, she might be able to give us something to go on. What could she tell us that Whipsit hasn't already told us? Well, we're back, Lieutenant. You want Mr. Whipset to stick around? No, I guess not, Conroy. I took him over to a place I know on Pine Street and poured a couple of stiff drinks in him. He needed them. And you too, Conroy? Oh, now, Lieutenant. Mr. Whipset, this is Johnny Dollar, insurance investigator. Uh, uh, oh, Mr. Dollar. Oh, yeah. You know Mr. Branson, I guess. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, indeed. And may I tell you, Mr. Whipset, how dismayed I am by what's happened here. Oh, thank you, Mr. Branson. It's, uh, it's been a terrible, terrible, It certainly has. 985,000... I, I was speaking of poor Miss Winkle, sir. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, yes. Mr. Whipset, uh, this girl... Miss Periwinkle, she was your secretary. Well, she was, she was more than that, Mr. Dollar. I, well, I, I loved her. H- how is she, Lieutenant? Has there been any word from the hospital? Well, yes, uh, Mr. Webster, there has, and it's proof that modern medicine is a very wonderful thing. What? Oh, what do you mean, sir? Yes, John, I... it um, may take time, of course, a long time. Yes. As a matter of fact, she hasn't even regained consciousness yet. I see. But uh, it looks as though she'll fully recover. Oh, I see. Well, I, I hardly need tell you how I feel about that. How glad I am. i told that little white lie to see what, if any, reaction I'd get. And I had a strange feeling that his words, how glad I am, were not quite true. Fortunately, neither Harry Branson nor the lieutenant questioned my apparent knowledge of the condition of the girl. Even better, the lieutenant rose to the occasion. Well, as I see it, there's really nothing further we can do here. You look like you could use some sleep, Mr. Whipset. And Conroy and I'd better get back to headquarters, see if the boys have run down anybody who fits that description you gave us. Yeah, good idea. Let's go, huh? And Mr. Whipset. You close up and go on home and get some rest. Yes, I will. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. You have no idea what a terrible shock this has been for me. Of course, you'll keep yourself available if we need you further. Oh, of course, Lieutenant. Okay, Johnny. What was that all about, telling him she'd recover? Yes, John, I almost interrupted... I was afraid you would. That's why I kept talking. Barn, I'm going over to the hospital. Oh, now, look, If Johnny, there's only one chance in a million of that girl regaining consciousness, I want to be there when she does. You still suspect it? Did I say that? Don't you see, John? The whole thing hinges on that little rubber doorstop. On the fact that he couldn't possibly have locked himself in with it. Branson's right, Johnny. <sighs> okay, then I won't go over to the hospital. Ring for the elevator, Harry. Oh, sure. John, what will you do? Call him on the phone down in the lobby instead. <laughs> Dr. Kenworthy. This is Johnny Dollar, Dr. Insurance Investigator. I'm calling about Miss Perry Winkle.
7: Oh, oh, yes. I was about to call the police.
2: She's <laughs> conscious now? She died, Mr. Dollar,
7: less than five minutes ago. <laughs> Act three of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, in a moment. Our flag, heaven. And now, act three of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, and the ingenuous jeweler matter.
2: Well, what'd you find out from the hospital, Johnny? Johnny? The girl is dead about five minutes ago. Oh, dear. And we've got a killer to track down. Now I'd better get on over to headquarters. I'll phone poor Mr. Whipset. He left the building while you were in the phone booth, John. Bart, have you got a key to his office upstairs? Why, sure, right here. Let me have it, will you? Here. You want me to go up there with you? Mm, Why don't you go over to the hospital and see if Whipset shows there? Hmm. What do you expect to find up in his office, Johnny. I haven't the least idea. Why, kid, about it. I didn't have the least idea what I expected to find. Or even what I was looking for. When I walked into the jeweler's office up on the eighth floor, I picked up the rubber doorstop. The one thing that proved whips that couldn't possibly have rigged the whole deal. But I somehow felt that if only that little wedge of rubber could talk. Then I noticed a funny... A funny sort of burr on one side of it. Just a tiny little rough spot but it showed me where somebody had pierced a tiny hole through it. Why? After a couple of minutes of rummaging around, I found it. A piece of fine, strong platinum wire about two feet long. A wire that could be carefully slipped through the hole in that rubber doorstop. Hmm? Well, Mr. Dollar. Well, what are you doing back here, Whipsit? If uh, you don't mind my saying so, there was uh, there was something about your attitude that I didn't exactly care for when you were here with the policeman and Mr. Branson, and when you left them downstairs in the lobby and took the elevator. Oh, I see you found it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it was very smart of you, Whipson. Thank you. Put this rubber wedge on the floor just outside the door, with the wire on it leading under the door. Exactly. Then pull the door closed. Then pull the wedge into place with the wire. And the door can't possibly be open from in here. You've locked yourself in. The more you push on the door, the tighter the wedge holds it. That's right. And you don't forget to retrieve the wire by pulling on one end of it. I suppose those are the gloves you wore when you killed Miss Winkle, so you'd leave no prints. Oh, then she's dead. How fortunate for me. And that's the gun you used? yes. I'm afraid she was rather averse to my breaking down the Beaufort collection, uh, melting down the mountings and secreting the stones at my home, and, of course, claiming the insurance money, but, after all, nearly a million dollars. Why are you telling me all this? Because, you see, this is also the gun that will kill you, after which I shall lock your body in this office using the doorstop again. (laughs) It's a rather nice touch, don't you think? Is it Well, don't you see? It's now a sort of uh, trademark of the completely unknown thief, the unknown killer of both the girl and you. Oh, now, wait a minute. Do you think if I found out how you did it, the police can't? Did they, even after their lab crew spent the whole night up here? I guess you got a point there. Yes. Now, turn around, Dollar. Turn around. Well... You see, I'm going to have to shove this gun into your back to muffle the sound. <sighs> Look, whoops it. <laughs> Unless you have a better idea.
5: Well, I have. What?
2: Oh, me. Oh, I suppose I might have known this whole thing seemed too easy. All right, Lieutenant. All right, Conroy, wrap him up. All right, Lieutenant. Hands out, Wipsit. Johnny, I knew you had something up your sleeve when you came back up here. Just wouldn't let me work it out alone, would you, Bart? All right, what was it? What did you find out that tipped you off? Oh, you'll never know from me. Huh? After all, I might want to use it to stump you sometime. Oh, now, look, Johnny. Okay, ask Whipsit here. He just loves to explain things at great length, too. At least it was long enough for you boys to get up here. I know something he's not going to explain his way out of. Let's go, Whipsit. <laughs> Harry, I think I'll have to figure out some way to pad my expense account even more than usual in cases like this. I mean, where a 38 slug nearly ends up in me. After all, fun is fun, a job's a job, but some of these laddies carry things too far. Come to think of it, I'll have to run down to New York again to appear against Whipson. So, expense account total, including that and transportation back to Hartford and all the incidentals I could possibly think of... $181 even. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar.
7: Our star will return in just a moment.
2: With the bigger, more... Everywhere. Now, here is our star to tell you about next week's story. Next week, an inventor with a device that can either save or wreck our country. Join us, won't you? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. England.